What's up, guys? I'm back. I'm back from another hiatus of not posting any episodes or podcasts or just any kind of content. I apologize. I just with this new work that I'm doing with Amazon, I've been working like 10 hours a day, basically. And I get like I start my day. I leave my house from about 915 and I get back basically right at nine. So 10 hours work a day and I get once I get home, I get tired. I just go straight to bed and just scrawl my thumb phone for a little bit and that's pretty much it but uh yeah i figured since i got done with work early today i figured i'd just uh put out some content for you guys so with that being said let's get started with with today's episode all right so i don't really necessarily know what's gonna be talked about in this episode because i don't know I think I do. I sort of an idea, even even though I really don't. But here, here's what we're gonna do. First things first. Let's sort of recap. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've been been trying to get some episodes out because, like, I wanted to do. I wanted to talk some conference realignment, but now that's sort of passed. Even though it seems like every other every day we can still sort of talk about it because the ACC wants to add. Cal and Stanford and SMU like why are they adding SMU why does SMU get to be in a conference but not Oregon State and Washington State like I get it it's maybe they're not Washington State and Oregon State aren't pretty but I mean come on guys we can't just let them hang we can't just let them go out and let them out and die you know you gotta let somebody's gotta let them in or I guess the Pac-12 can just build a new conference and build new teams but who in their right minds is going to add, like, where are they, where are they going to get these teams? So it's just like, are they going to get teams from like the, from the American and the Mountain West Conference, like Boise State and San Diego State? It's just like, I think, all and almost likely, I think they're just going to end up being in the Mountain West. So who knows? But um, then you got like some baseball stuff. Even though it's been sort of, I, I just saw recent, like the other day, I saw that the Mariners weren't playing their best ball, but now they're like playing some really good baseballs. Like, whoa, what happened? Like, when did they start playing some good baseball? The Cubs are playing good baseball now. Um, obviously, the Braves, the Yankees are still not good at baseball. You got, um, the Brewers, I guess, are playing some solid baseball, even though, like, they, even though they sort of have been, like, all season. So, I mean, there's some good storylines. And then you got the Angels, who still didn't trade Shohei Atani at the deadline, and even though we didn't really – I didn't necessarily cover that, but every, everybody else knows about it. But And now they're sort of back where they were because Shohei Atani obviously uh, did something to his elbows, having to get either is or isn't. I don't remember – because of work, I haven't watched enough Sports Center to sort of understand what's going on. Even though I've been listening to some pods, and they don't, they haven't really said much. But that's neither here or there. So obviously, the Angels aren't doing so hot. And then we've got some football. So this is being recorded Wednesday night. We've got some football tomorrow with um, Florida and Utah sort of being the headliner. 
I don't know who else is playing tomorrow. I think like UConn and um, uh, who was it? NC State's playing. If I remember correctly, let's look at the scores or look at the schedule here. Oh, we got Kent State versus Central Florida. Yeah, NC State versus UConn, and then we got Florida versus Utah, and then then we got all oh, Nebraska versus Minnesota. It's intriguing. And then that's pretty much it. Otherwise, then Friday you've got Louisville versus Georgia Tech, Missouri State versus Kansas. Then obviously Saturday is your full-on slate of actual, like the official Week One games. So, um, let's see. Is there any NFL news? Uh, oh, Billy Zappi got cut. I mean, there were some surprising ones, but that's sort of the one I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Why? And plus, now the Patriots don't have any other backups. Like, who are they going to sign to, like, are they going to trade for somebody to be backup for Mac Jones? Like, I don't know. What's going on with the Patriots there? Um, let's see. I mean, there were some kickers being traded. That was kind of weird. Like, why are kickers, why are kickers being traded? <laughs> um, we've also have... Um, I'm trying to think what others NFL stuff. Oh, DeMar Hamlin made the 53-man roster, which good on him. He probably deserved it because he's, you know, one of the 53 best players on the Buffalo Bills. But at the same time, we all knew he wasn't going to get cut. He wasn't going to get released by the Bills. It would just would have looked bad if they would have got rid of him. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those things like, uh, hey, uh, DeMar, can we, uh, can we talk to you? Uh... Yeah, we're gonna if you're like if you're like one of the Buffalo Bills like front office people, they're like, Hey Damar, can you come in for a second? Hey, yeah, um, we're gonna have to let you go. Sorry, dude. And he goes, but I literally died on the football field for you guys. It's like, well, I know we we so much appreciate that our training staff brought you back to life, but we think that you're not good enough. So like at like after the following season, if they wanted to cut him, then sure, I think it wouldn't be so much of a backlash if like the next following season they got rid of him. If that would happen to be the case, like this season, though, no, you can't get rid of him. No, you can't do that. Um, anything else NFL wise? I don't know. Like, like I'm just excited for football to be back. So I guess I did some like NFC East. AFC East and NFC North previews with my boy Zach from the Check Behind the Lines podcast now because he changed his name. It was the Deep Dive podcast, but then he changed his name. I think he's now sort of focusing all in on the uh, hockey side of things, but he'll still talk some football. I'm sure if I hit him up, be like, hey, man, you want to talk some football for like 30 minutes? Because he's a Buffalo Bills fan, so... I'm sure you wouldn't mind if I hit him up later this season. Um, so I guess we can do like AFC South and West real quick. If if there's like nothing else to really talk about right about now, because I was going to do some um, reviews for the documentaries I've come out with um, the Florida Gators and Johnny Menzel, but I feel like there's, Oh, and then I might, I might do a review on that one's uh high the fake high school one the, like uh bishop sycamores or whatever they're called so I'll, 
I'll probably I'll have to get time to watch that, and then I'll probably put out a review on that. But first, let me review Oppenheimer before we do any more soccer or more football talk because I was gonna like put out a tweet saying I was gonna re- I was gonna tell you guys all about it. But I'm gonna guess like most people have watched it because like who hasn't it? I mean, I wasn't really necessarily gonna go see it at first. So I was like, oh okay, well I already know what kind of happened, but. You know, it was kind of a cool story to understand how they got to making that and all that and understand, like, doing it from uh, a first-person type of view. So that was kind of cool. So I watched it on Sunday, and I only can remember, I only can remember so much of it because, like, it was, it was a long movie, but it was, oh, it was still all very entertaining and very, like, oh, my gosh. So... Uh, so that Oppenheimer guy, he um, went to he. So the movie started with him being in Cambridge, I think, or some at some laboratory in college where he was struggling a bit, and then he got mad, and then he was almost poisoned his professor, and then he would talk to someone and he told him to go to Germany, and then he went from Germany to go learn some more stuff about science or something with nuclear or something or something like that. And then once he got to Germany, he met this guy in the movie who's also sort of a recurring character in the movie. Um, They met up in a lecture. He talked to the guy. The guy who did the lecture is a sort of a famous guy, but I don't remember his name. Some German scientist that's sort of famous, but I remember the name, but... I don't really, but I know the name. But either way, that I talked and all that, and then he said, "Hey, go here," and then and then something that and that fact, and then he went and became a professor at Cal. Did I bring my phone with me? No, I didn't. Okay, why are you here? Never mind. Anyway, so he went to Cal, became a professor there, and he was um, teaching um, some new or some like theories and stuff like that, like nuclear theories or some something like that and at first there was only one student and then once after it was just one there was more students who were intrigued about his learning and what he was teaching i guess so he got more students to come in and and then a little bit after a while there was some stuff about him being a communist and all that even though he wasn't really but he was he was sort of right down the middle he was he was he liked some of the things that the communists were saying, but he also disagreed a little bit, I guess. So he was sort of down the middle. I don't know. I never really understood. I never really understood what communists were or are where the communists were like those damn commies back in the whatever the forties and fifties are damn commies. You can't you you're disagreeing with us about this. And it's like what the hell are you even disagreeing about? I don't know. Anyway, so they had a party. He meets up with uh, Florence Pugh's character, and then they sort of have a love. Um, they sort of hook up, I should say. Um, and then he keeps teaching at Cal, and then eventually, somewhere in that process, he um, gets interviewed by the U.S. government to say, hey, can you build us a bomb? And he's like, yeah, I guess. I'm going to need a lot of scientists, though. 
and we're gonna need like four locations to sort of do this. So he got he got permission, or I guess he got permission to do four locations. One of them being in Chicago, one being in somewhere in New Mexico. I don't remember where it was in New Mexico, but there was two other places that I don't remember where exactly they were. But anyways, um, so that happened. He got gathered all his scientist friends and they went down to Mexico where they built a town so they could build this bomb and all this other stuff. And they had to bring their families so that way they could see them and all that. And then that event, that's when we were, um, Oppenheimer meets or starts dating and then marries um, Emily Blunt's character. don't remember her name necessarily, but they start, um, they get married. And then uh, let's see what other stuff. So while they're in the town, they're doing all these uh, tests and stuff of like having discussions about how they're going to build this bomb, how you're going to do this. What are we to do? How are we to, you know, all these science terms that I was like, I didn't really necessarily understood, but like I sort of get it, you know, because like here's another thing when they're anytime there's sort of like these so-called actors having to play scientists and they're like on chalkboards writing out formulas and stuff like that. I'm like, are they actually writing down formulas or are they just bullshitting it? Are they just going to write down like F minus X parentheses to carry the two divided by the X a blah 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 i'm like are they actually like knowing the formulas or are they just bsing it or are they having to memorize formulas and then write it down on the chalk it's like and they go brilliant you brilliant mine how did i not think of that oh of course i forgot to carry the four it's like what i mean i'm, I'm intrigued on how either actors or actresses do that if they happen to be in a scientist role it's like do you guys actually like know the formulas or you guys just bs in it and like or is there someone there that tells you okay i'm gonna need you to write like an f minus blah 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 blah, and then they sort of practice it a bunch of times i'm curious about that i'm sure they probably have that type of person where they just go all right help me practice so that could be the case anyway so they do all this stuff it takes about like i don't know how long i don't remember can't remember how long it the the making of the bomb was but let's just say within a year they do all these testing, and, and then they finally do this one test. And then, like, in the movie, it was really cool seeing the bomb go off. Because, like, I think it was an actual, like, I don't... It was a bomb, but, like, it wasn't, like, a nuclear bomb. Because I don't think they can do that in a movie. It was an... If it, there was, like, a just, like, a explosion, which was kind of cool. I was like, ooh, wow, cool explosion. And then, like, because, like, they showed it, they showed it just being the explosion with no sound. So it was just dead silent in the movie theater. And then, like, about a minute later, it goes. And it's like, oh, my God. So then, obviously, that was success. And then probably, like, three or what was it? Probably, like, three days later after they built it and all that other stuff. They sent it off to the government, and then Oppenheimer was waiting to hear if they dropped it or not, and then they did, and, like, some lady's like, Oppenheimer, come here, come listen to the radio. They dropped it. He's like, oh, wait, what? They did? Oh, my God. So he's listening on the radio saying that President Truman at the time, yeah, Truman, 
said, we have dropped the bomb on, I don't remember the towns that were in Japan. And everyone's like, oh, we did it. Yeah. Oh, my God. We did it. Holy Toledo. We did it. Oh, my God. And it goes crazy. And then, like, then Oppenheimer goes in this, like, gymnasium sort of type of thing. And gives like a speech saying, we did it. We dropped a bomb. And then at the same time, in the back of his head, he's like, I just killed a bunch of people in Japan. <laughs> he kind of feels bad about it. So he's like, uh, yeah, we did it. Yep, we dropped we dropped them on them MFers. We dropped a fucking bomb on the MFers. And it's like, yeah, we should have dropped a bomb on the Germans. Yeah. The crowd's just going crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah, score the German. Yeah, drop a bomb. And he's like, "Okay, I'm done." And then he starts walking out. And then like there was a ve- there was like a a thing where he step takes a step, and then he sees like a dead like a dead person in cult like in charcoal or just in ashes. Basically, he steps on the person in ashes, and he's like, "Oh," so he's like having these effects of like or not effects, but like visual effects, I should say, of like knowing that he's like did it and then he sees people like one of his scientists like puking and stuff like that i was like okay well i think that was part of the visual effect or not like the illusional effects that we saw but i gotta necessarily understand why the that scientist was puking but that's neither here or there and then eventually he goes and meets uh president truman and he's like hey i feel really bad about dropping that bomb he's like Truman sort of made a good point. It's like, you shouldn't feel bad. If anyone, if there's only one person that just should feel bad about dropping the bomb, and that should be me. So you don't have to worry about it. And I don't feel worried about it. And he's like, I don't feel worried about it. They, they had it coming. So, so that happened. And then eventually, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s character was sort of felt like he wasn't being treated correctly by um oppenheimer so then he sort of pulled some strings and then he got him got some people to say that he was a communist and all this other stuff which he was but he wasn't then that he started going on trial or like had a board meeting thing i i didn't like i understood it but like i didn't understand it at the the time or at the same time so that was happening and people were getting interviewed and stuff like that at the, you know, basically at the very end, Oppenheimer just at a at a pond with um, Albert Einstein, just talking about this whole nuclear thing, and that it just shows like uh, Oppenheimer seeing all these missiles and stuff like that. Like, oh, interesting. So, yeah, like I said, it's a very good movie. I, I'd encourage people to go watch it. If that's your type of tea. So, so yep. All right. Um, let's do some football to wrap up here. The, I mean, not to wrap up, but the transition. And then once I get done with talking some football, then that will be it. All right. So let's do AFC South and AFC West. So the Texans, we'll start with the Texans. All right. The Texans are an interest or I feel like they should be not as horrible as they were last year. Just being again, they have a rookie quarterback, but they got some players like Robert Woods and they got Devin Singletary. I feel like they got some players that you're go, okay, well, 
they're not going to be horrible, so they could be okay. I mean, I don't know what to really think of them because, like, I'm sure there'll be moments where, God, these the Texans stink. But, you know, it's a work in progress, and, you know, they got to retool that roster and rebuild it and all of their stuff. So you just got to be patient if you're a Texans fan, I guess. So you just really hope that C.J. Stroud is – all of the things that people say that he is, and he's a talented quarterback. As for the Colts, you know, with the whole Jonathan Taylor thing being the pup list and that he's not eligible to play the first four weeks of football, you know, I just drafted him in a uh, fantasy football league. You know, I wasn't really going to draft him, but then I, because like I started drafting all these wide receivers, and I was like, I'm going to need a running back because the only running back on my roster. Right before I picked Jonathan was Derrick Henry, so I was like, "All right, it's great. I'll just I'll just pick up Jonathan Taylor if he ever decides to play football again." So that happened. Or well, I guess Jonathan. So that's happening. I should say that's happening with Jonathan. Anthony Richardson's a rookie quarterback as well. He, I, we all don't necessarily know how good he could be. He's got so much potential. It's just sort of basically like Trey Lance all over again with it, with sort of the storyline, I feel like. But he's actually getting the play on like Trey Lance, who just now got traded to Cowboys. So it'll be very interesting to watch uh, some Anthony Richardson football, even though not a lot of people will really want to watch Colts football because, again, they're going to be bad. Like, this whole division is just going to be bad football besides the Jaguars and maybe the Titans won't be as bad as we think they will be. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, really, besides, like, Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson, there isn't really a – I couldn't name you an, another single Colts player. Or maybe – what is his name? Alex Pierce. You got him. Oh, uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, who else could you – who else can I name off the Colts? Oh, they still have um, – What's his name? Something Nelson, uh, that guard. What's his name? Nelson something, right? What was it? What is it? What is it? Uh, Quinn Nelson. That's it. Quinn Nelson. They still have him. Gosh. Now I'm getting tired. Oh, boy. So, like I said, I mean, really, besides all those players, they don't really have anybody else. They're going to be bad. And plus, they have a new head coach, as do the Texans with Ryan. DeMarco Ryan for the Texans and the former offensive coordinator for the Eagles, for the Colts. Uh, what's his name? I already forgot his name. Shoot. What was what was his name? What's the Colts head coach's name? Let's look it up. I'm sure somebody listening to this is saying, Chan, it's, his name is Shane Staten or Shane Stein. That was close enough. Shane's the head coach for the Colts. And then you got the Titans. I never, I don't really know what to make of the Titans, really. Cause like, I feel like they, cause like at first I thought they were just gonna be bad cause they don't really have anybody besides Derrick Henry. And we all think that Ryan Tannehill is slowly taking a step back, but maybe this is with the signing DeAndre Hopkins, he won't take a step back. But I don't know. The Titans are, I mean, and they got some good defensive players. And they got Mike Vrabel, Mike who's obviously a really good coach for them. So it's just one of those things like if, if they finally just have like an actual franchise quarterback, they can actually do some damage in the AFC, I feel like. But, you know, I'm sure they'll have to do another year with Ryan Tannehill and then eventually either go all in on Will Levis or just keep 
drafting quarterbacks. I don't know because I'm sure they sort of gave up on Malik Willis. And now they got Will Levis, so I don't know what the Titans are doing. I feel like they should I feel like they should tank and try and get Caleb Williams, in all honesty. Or go get like Drake May. Get one of these quarterbacks because like if you don't get like Drake May or Caleb Williams, there's no point in drafting a quarterback. You're just gonna get to keep drafting and drafting more and more quarterbacks. It just seems kind of silly. So yeah. All right. Um so I think let's see. I'll say or right, here, I'll do that at the very end. All right, so the Jaguars are probably the best team in the, in this division. So, obviously, you got Trevor Lawrence, who's potentially going to take another step forward because we all saw him towards, like, the last eight weeks of football or, you know, the regular season football and then a little bit in that playoff run where he started playing some really good football. Obviously, that first half of the Chargers game wasn't his best, but nothing in here or there. But, I mean, you know, you just all you go, all right, Trevor's he's making, he's, he's making progress. He's, he's finally got it out of urban Myers hell hole. So, and then now Doug Peterson continues to hopefully um, develops Trevor and see where things go from there. So, I mean, the future is very bright in Jacksonville, as long as Trevor Lawrence continues to play some really good football for them. Obviously with the addition of Calvin Ridley last season, but obviously he was suspended last season because of gambling. But now he's eligible to come back. So it'll be very interesting to see how much of an impact he makes. I think he'll make a very good impact because, like, Trevor Lawrence needs that number one guy. And Tre- and Calvin really is absolutely a number one guy for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, the Jags are sort of like a sneaky good team. Like, they're going to, they could probably make some small noises in the, in the AFC playoffs. So at, at most, they'll probably make it to the divisional round like they did last year. So. Otherwise, all right, so for the ceiling for the Texans, I'll go with five wins. The floor is probably four or three wins for the Colts. The ceiling is also five or six wins. I'll say six. I'd have to look at their schedule. I'll just say six. Why not? I'm sure those will look bad. Someone who will clip this part and be like, oh, Chandler, you you dumb dumb. Why'd you say six wins for the Colts? I was like, I don't know. All right. Uh, let's say the Jags. I'll say the ceiling is probably 11. Let's go 11 wins for the for the Jags. For the Titans, oh, I don't know, probably eight or nine wins. And then for the Jags floor, because I skipped the floor for them, I'll say – I'll say probably nine or eight. No, I'll go eight for their floor. And then for the Titans floor, I'll say six, six wins. All right, AFC West here to wrap up the show. Like last year, this was sort of like the, oh, man, this division is going to be so tough. And then in reality, it wasn't all that tough because, like, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs and then the Chargers are the Chargers and they sort of made some noise, but not really. It was we all knew it was the Kansas City Chiefs division to take, but we also the disappointment of the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. I apologize for all the yawning. This is about where I'm usually in bed. <laughs> oh, this is what I get for trying to make content for you guys. Oh my goodness! So, got her. All right. 
Let's do the Broncos. So the Broncos obviously got a new head coach in Sean Payton in there. So Sean Payton's obviously hoping that he can bring back the old Russell Wilson that did not show up whatsoever, where he played very bad football for the Denver Broncos, and every Broncos fan sort of hates him now, but maybe they'll like him again once Sean Payton starts making him play good football again. I don't know. We'll find out. But um, they did. I feel like they've got some talented the roster's there. The roster is there. It just needs Russell Wilson to play at a high level. So if Russell Wilson can play at a high level, I can see this team easily. They or not easily. They should make the playoffs. But what I saw from last year, I don't know. But you know, it's just like I don't know. Not a lot of people really talk about the Broncos, even though which I get it because no one really wants to talk about the Broncos because you know. They were terrible last year, so there's no reason to talk about them. But at the same time, you could also make a case that they could easily make a run in the playoffs. So we'll see about that. So, like I said, uh, you know what? I'll do the floor and ceiling after every evaluation with the team. So I'll say the for the ceiling of this team, they can probably get to about, let's say, nine wins and potentially making a wild card just in, if – for some reason, they can't because there's too many teams in the AFC that are really good. I'll say they're in the playoff conversation. So, yeah, nine wins for the Broncos. For the Raiders, I got Jimmy G now as their quarterback. Josh Daniels is still there. Or is that right? Josh McDan- McDaniels. McDaniels? Yeah, McDaniels. He's still the head coach of the Raiders, and we all really don't think he's necessarily all that good, even though – Maybe he'll do a lot better with Jimmy G as his quarterback. And I feel like he, him and Derek Carr didn't really see eye to eye, even though they had their moments, but they were still bad. So the defense probably definitely needs to improve, which I feel like it still hasn't. Um, let's see. Um, Devontae Adams is still there. So I feel like the offense will probably still sort of be in the same. They'll still probably be like a, a solid offense, but nothing great. And they'll probably end up being like a seven or eight win team, probably at most. And then if worse comes to worst, they'll probably end up being like a, a five or six win team just because of how bad that defense is still is. I don't think they really made any improvements to that defense. So as for the chargers, Justin Herbert, you better, I mean, you paid him all that money. You better hope he starts playing some good football. So for the Chargers, I just, I, I just really can't get that whole meltdown that they had against the Jags, where they were up twenty this or twenty seven zero twenty seven zero against them, and Trevor Lawrence looked horrible in that first half. It was just like, what are we doing here, Trevor? And then you're asking in the second half, like, what are we doing, Chargers? How are you? How are you doing this again? Like, how are you doing this again? They just kept doing it. They brought back uh, Brandon Staley, and even though some people have their opinions about him and all this other stuff, but I don't know. I mean, he's he seems like a good coach, but at the same time, I don't think he necessarily is the right head coach for Justin Herbert, but what do I know? I'm just a guy talking on a microphone. Justin, or Chargers front office doesn't really necessarily care what I have to say, so all right, for the, I don't know, what a the ceiling for the Chargers, probably 11 wins. Their floor, is it ceiling, floor, and then basement? 
I don't know, but the floor, I don't know if I'm using these analogies right now that I think about it. I'll say f- we'll just get keep going with it. Floor, probably, I don't know, s- still probably nine wins just because of how talented our roster is. And Justin Herbert's really good at quarterback, so still nine wins. Um, for the Chiefs, the Super Bowl defending Chiefs, they still have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. That's pretty good. All you need on offense, I feel like. But I, you know, after losing Juju and Nicole Hardman, I feel like I, I mean, they have Sky Moore and they have Tony, but I don't know. I, you know, I never really want to ever doubt Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, but like that, the wide receivers aren't all that fantastic. So. And you can say all you want, but I don't know. I'm not going to say that they're going to take a huge step back. And, like, no one's really talking about, like, it's funny because, like, no one's talking about how Chris Jones is not reporting the camp and because he wants a new deal. And he's not going to show up until, like, week, I think what he said, some tweet about him not showing up until, like, week eight. And, like, somebody's, and he's like, yeah, fine by me. I can afford it. I'll come back week eight. And so that's kind of like, uh, don't you think the Kansas City Chiefs need Chris Jones? Obviously, if he'll come back, like if he comes back week week eight, then they'll be fine. But like, if they sort of struggle, but or not struggle, I don't know. It's just like it's it's super tough to to say anything bad about the Chiefs because like it's stupid because like they're the reigning defending Super Bowl champs and they have Patrick Mahomes. So really, there's nothing bad to say about the Kansas City Chiefs. So. Their ceilings to the Super Bowl, their floor is the wild card. There you go. <laughs> like nothing could go wrong for the Chiefs unless Patrick Mahomes either is injured or he just forgets how to play football. Like I don't know. It just seems unlikely that the Chiefs just miss the playoffs or something like that. Like I said, unless Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, which knock on wood. I never want to see a player get injured, especially like Patrick Mahomes, because he's fun to watch. Very, very fun to watch. So, all right. Um, I think that's pretty much it. So this episode's about what? I got it. Uh, about 35-ish minutes or 30. Probably was some, some slightly editing-ish things. So, yeah. All right. So I'm ready. I got to Better get to bed so I can go to work tomorrow. Yippee. God, I really want to put in my two-week notice. I don't like this job whatsoever. It's very it's very tiring. Having to constantly get in and out of a van, having to deliver some heavy heavy packages and having to go into apartments and all the other stuff going upstairs and all that. So I'm not gonna really I'm not gonna go on a rant about it, so on this pod, because you guys don't want to hear me rant about it so with that all being said i will see you guys whenever i record another podcast whenever that may be who knows i'll try and get one before try to put one out on friday for you guys so that way if you want some college football stuff i can put one out for you guys if you just want to maybe i'll just make that one like a betting one so if you want to bet some football then that's perfectly fine with me. We'll bet some football. So yeah, like I said, with that being all said, follow me on tw- or not Twitter because uh, well it is, but it isn't. We'll call it X. So follow me on X at Tweet Show. 
That's T W E D T show. And then, I mean, I'm on TikTok, even though I really post much, but maybe I'll post one by the time you're listening into this. I'm also on Facebook. Like I said, just type in Tweet Show Podcast. You'll find it there. And I'm also on YouTube. I have some video out there. So if you want to watch some stuff, go ahead and watch. And then let's see what other stuff do I have for you to offer. I said Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Um, like I said, you can find your this show on any platform like Spotify and Apple and other stuff. Tell your friends about me. But yet again, at the same time, no, no, no. Yeah. Tell your friends, tell your friends about the show. It's a really good show when it, I have the time and put the effort into it, which I'm putting in the effort right now. I'm putting in the effort right now for you guys. Cause I, cause I appreciate you, the listeners. I appreciate you. Even though I haven't really posted much in a while. And I, once again, I apologize for that, but this whole job thing sort of tired gets me. I just don't find the time to do anything. So it's tough to find a rec- you know, like 30 minutes to an hour just to record something because I'm working 10 hours a day for four straight days. And then when I get my days off, I just want to relax and watch some shows that I've had that I need to catch up on. So, like I said, I appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, I appreciate you. So with that all being said, I'll see you guys next time.